0: Welcome to the Subscription Secrets Podcast, your quick guide to mastering the subscription business world. So dive into concise episodes packed with strategies, expert insights, and real success stories to ensure success in your subscription business. Alright folks, welcome back to the podcast. Um, today I want to talk a little bit about something that you can, you can kind of change around as you go, but of course it's better that we get this nailed out of the gate wherever possible and that is your subscription first tech. What platforms are you using? For what purpose? Um, what is essential? What is superfluous? What do you need maybe to consider for your very unique use case? Um, to be able to plug in. So what I'll talk about a little bit more than the nuances of individual use cases is really the core platforms that I would recommend or use cases, you know, little features, particular features that you really need to consider as an owner of a subscription-first business. And I'll talk about some of the caveats with each of those and what you should be aware of and uh, cost implications, that kind of thing. Um, But for the purposes of this, I'm going to assume that... You're either uh, starting a business or you're looking to scale. You maybe got 100, 500, 700, 1,000 subscribers and you're looking to move up, right? So a lot of the same rules will apply for those types of businesses as compared to a company that has 20,000 subscribers. Um, So let's just start at the start. And if, if you haven't yet, make sure you download my free Action plan, that's a really important one because that actually takes you through step by step, even into more detail about like you can use for like branding and packaging and this kind of thing. This one is purely, what I wanna discuss today is purely platforms, right? Subscription first platforms that you should be using um, step by step. So let's start out with payment processing, right? You need some sort of platform to take your payments and, you know, whether you also have a physical store versus it's purely online, that's completely up to you Um, and that might dictate where you go with your platform choices. For example, I, I have a saying, I say this to every client when we're starting out, you need to consider minimizing to maximizing, so minimize to maximize. What I mean by that is the fewer platforms you have that you're using to run your business, the better, as long as, caveat number one, as long as they tick all the boxes for what you truly need. So for example, I've got a subscription first customer that uses Lightspeed for their main uh, website in store, but they also use Subly uh, which is a subscription-first software for their subscription box, right? So they use two platforms. Ideally, you would do it all through one, but in their use case, it made sense to keep everybody on Lightspeed because they've got a lot of customers and it would just be a, a massive headache to move anything over to another platform and then just add a wing of revenue to their business. So that is the kind of example you gotta be thinking what's best for me and my business based on where I'm at, where I wanna be. Um, So first things first, payment processing, if we look at that, really don't have a lot of choice. You're gonna be looking at a mixture of things like Stripe, Braintree, uh, PayPal, that kind of thing. Now Stripe is really the industry standard at this stage, um, and I've never had an issue with it. I know some people who have. Um, The one thing I will say about Stripe is for taking payments, it can be a little bit overzealous with blocking cards and people from paying, and I've noticed that particularly recently, where a number of customers of our watch club um, have their payments rejected, and you think, oh, maybe it's just you know, um, you know, not enough funds or whatever, and then you look into it, and it t- it turns out that Stripe has an algorithm that has kind of figured that this person or this transaction might be fraudulent. And it's it's not. It's just a person trying to get their, their watch every month. So those are kind of some of the issues I see. Uh, but normally Stripe is the go-to. Um, you can do things like Bra- uh, Braintree and so on. You'll have other options depending on the platform as well. Um, you know, I think about platforms like uh, Kajabi. They now have Kajabi payments and they integrate. I think it all runs through Stripe, but but you don't see that process. It kind of runs into Kajabi and then out to your bank account. So you don't have like a Stripe account. Um, but they also do things like Afterpay, which is cool. Um, and then there's other systems like, uh, like Subly, like I mentioned earlier. They only do Stripe, Braintree, and PayPal, I think. So again, a little bit more limited, and then if you do WordPress with like WooCommerce, you're gonna have a lot more options there. But payment processing, you've gotta get down, number one. Then you're gonna to wanna to think about your core, your house on the, on the web, right? Your home on the web, the website. How are you gonna build your front-end marketing website? So the thing that people land on that tells your story, gets people to be engaged by it, and then journeys them through into the checkout and to conversion to pay you money, right? So you're gonna wanna think about the website now. um, I would say if you are looking to build a clean front end website, platforms like Squarespace and Wix, quite often people navigate to because they're cheap and that's not always the best thing. And similarly with WordPress, there are so many tens of thousands of options that it becomes a bit of a minefield. Uh, The benefit to that, of course, is it's endlessly flexible. Um, Then you wanna think about, well, do I want the front end and the back end of my website to be run through the same platform? Because you could do that theoretically with a, a WordPress, with a Shopify. Um, if you want it to be all run through one platform, those are very good options. Uh, Subly is also an excellent option. That tends to be my preferred option for subscription first. And I'll say this is the caveat product based businesses um, because they've done a phenomenal job of building out a really streamlined, performance driven business um, platform that really works, right? Um, so that's what I will say. So. You might have an existing website on WordPress and you don't want to mess with that and you just want to back end to power your subscription revenue and that way your decision could be made. Well, Let's keep WordPress, let's add a sales page in there and let's run it through Subly, something like that, or WordPress. Um, So that's one thing you want to bear in mind. Funnels and automation, so important that you start automating your marketing and your engagement protocols when it comes to your prospects coming into your website. And what I mean by that is, when somebody lands on your website, you want to first of all create a really beautiful journey for them. They land on it; something entices them in. They want to know more. They click into know more. That's the kind of initial touch point with your brand. So it's important, firstly, that your website looks beautiful. You know, I, people are like, "Oh, no, it doesn't matter." Yeah, it does matter. It does matter if your product speaks to that type of aspirational, you know, living. If you come onto a wedding dress website, for example, and it's all black and dark and the imagery's crummy, and it doesn't look like high quality materials. What, as a say you're a bride, what is your response to that gonna be? It does matter how it looks, how your website is presented, whether the way your website's presented actually marries with your brand and your story and what your brand is about. Is it high quality? Is it just cheap and cheerful? You know, that type of thing. So bear that in mind, but on top of the website, we wanna have these systems that engage with people automatically so when somebody lands on a website they are driven into a funnel that says hey here's something of value that you might like come join us for this journey they go in there and then there's an automated sequence of funnel steps whether it's an email or a text or a redirection to a landing page or a direction to complete a survey whatever the case may be the funnels are really important and you automate wherever possible And that's something that I've noticed in the business. The more we've automated, the less we have to worry about revenue. It takes care of itself. So that means that you're earning revenue while you're sleeping, and that's the ultimate goal, right? That's if we're building a lifestyle business, which most of us subscription-first entrepreneurs truly are, that's what we're after um, initially. If that's the case, we have to automate wherever possible so that it just does it on autopilot. So funnels are essential. Now, what platforms can you use for funnels? Lots of different ones. You could use WordPress. You could use ClickFunnels, which is the biggest one right now. Um, you could l- use lead pages for that. Um, if you're using, for example, uh, or your business is a, a, a knowledge based business like coaching, uh, courses, e products, then you could use something like Kajabi because they've got a great automation and funnel suite in their back end um, that I use for all our coaching stuff as well and I, I think it's great. Um, so that's all doable. Uh, the one caveat I will say, ClickFunnels is the biggest I would say these days. Um, and yet I think it's lagging in terms of technology. I don't think it's as good as some other more modern systems. You know, pages is good. Um, I, I think it's good for most people, ClickFunnels is kind of the go-to, but it is quite expensive for what you get. Um, you know, whether you use maybe like a Kartra, that's a that's a good uh, option as well, very flexible, or something like system.io, that's doable as well. Um, so make your choices. It'll be based on budget, on flexibility, on the need that you have. If you just need something really simple, something like WordPress can work great because it's, it's inexpensive, and as long as you got the strategy, you're gonna be fine. Um, and uh, similarly system on .io is very good because you get a lot for your money, even on like a basic plan, at like 30 bucks. Um, but funnels and automations in that sense are really, really important. Um, next, I think you're gonna need social platforms. And what I mean by that, not just your social media presences, you know, your Instagram and your Facebook and your Pinterest and TikTok and so on like that, but also things like groups. Is there a way that you can commu- communitify that's not a word, but I just said it, but make your business into a community because in my experience, community drives that fervor around your brand, the passion, the loyalty around your brand, and if you can create a core group of people, whether it's like a private Facebook group or public Facebook group, uh, or a community on a platform like Kajabi um, or Circle, that, fervor around your brand is going to drive traffic automatically for you moving forward and it's really important. So I'd recommend setting up and trying to figure out how you can create some sort of community or group based around your business, for existing customers, for prospects. Give you an example, in our watch club, we have a private trading group. Now that serves multiple purposes. It allows people to come in who maybe have got a watch, whether it's this month or six months ago, that they now wanna get rid of. It gives them an avenue to come into a safe space within our brand and sell or trade or auction their watch off and get funds in and get their next watch. And so that group now has around 2000 people. We keep it fairly small. It could be much larger, but we keep it small because there's a lot of toxic people in that industry. So we we are very particular about the people who are in that group. And what that does is it creates, again, a safe environment. People aren't stressed by it. Um, So I would recommend considering setting up some sort of a community or group for your business that you can use both as a lead gen tool, as an engagement tool, you can run competitions and surveys and things in there. And also just as a place that people can come and hang out and get more touch points with your brand. Um, next, kind of a boring one, email or text uh, marketing. Um, so there's lots of different platforms out there. Most of the platforms now do both email and text. It used to be they were separated. Um, I would say the top ones are gonna be, right now I really like what Klaviyo are doing, uh, K-L-A-V-I-Y-O. Uh, we use that for a lot of different client uh, businesses on our own. Um, it's it's very good, very good for segmenting and retargeting and so on. Uh, MailChimp is a, a big one because it's quite easy to use. So for the average person, it's probably the biggest. Then you've got other platforms like Eye Contact, Constant Contact, or, you know, there's loads of them you could go search them. Um but I would uh personally recommend Clavio followed by Mailchimp just because of ease of use. Um none of them do I particularly like for cost effectiveness. I think they're all overpriced for what you get. Um you know, you want to send some emails and suddenly you're paying a couple hundred bucks a month. Um So that, to me, that's a little bit frustrating, but they do also offer things like SMS, which, you know, is a different direct response form that you should probably be utilizing. Um, So that brings me on to to AI. I think everybody in this industry should be using AI, whether it's the default, you know, go to ChatGPT and get it to create a social post or email. Those are really the gateway drugs for AI, you know, create some content for my email or my social media. I see it much more of a productivity tool where, yes, we're saving time on content, imagery, text, social posts, advertising, but it's so much more useful than that because when you're starting out or trying to scale your business, you can now use AI like ChatGPT or Bard to do market research, to do competitive analysis, to uh, analyze different options that you're considering maybe as a solopreneur and, you want different perspectives on. Um, so we use it for ideation, for research, for uh, competitor analysis, for planning, for creating code, uh, all sorts of different things there. There's other platforms as well that use AI, of course, and it's across the board. Like you think about the platform I mentioned earlier, Subly, they actually have AI built into their dashboard now, so you can predict churn of customers using their AI module. You can also initiate emails using their AI author that customizes, personalizes the emails going out. Um, So many uses there. And also when you're trying to create, I talk about this in other sessions, but when you're trying to create more marketing collateral, like more assets to put out there, the goal really with marketing is to be be omnipresent, to be everywhere all at once. Now, of course, we don't all have the budget to do that. You may have zero budget for your marketing initially, and you're trying to get a kickstart on it and go like, "How do I get visible to you know at least some people?" Um, but AI is a great way to um, to really reuse or repurpose existing content. So an example I give, and it can be done multiple ways, but what you could do is you could create a video which is like an interview with a specialist or somebody high up in your industry. And that video could be 60 minutes long, big video, right? Or even 30, doesn't matter. You take that 60 minute video and you use it as a video. You also use it as an audio podcast, you repurpose it to be a blog post, you repurpose some of the strategy or whatever to be an ebook download for a lead magnet on your website. Um, you can also then use AI. In this instance, you can take that video and you could put it into a platform like Opus. I think it's I think it's opus.ai, uh, we use it. Um, it's either opus.ai or opus.tv, but it's O-P-U-S, and you put a long form video in there and it will spit out 10 or 20 different videos of snippets of your big video, like f- things that it believes are feature points. It'll overlay it with, um, with text, to sh- you know, the, the subtitles to show what people are saying. And it'll put it into little bite sized chunks of 30 to 60 seconds or beyond based on your preferences. And that's a great great way to help you create content when you don't have the time instead of going to upwork or fiverr and having to employ somebody to edit your videos and you repurpose them and overlay text and that kind of thing now ai is doing it all for us which is great so check out opus Um, it's a great way for content marketing really so that you can repurpose content into Four or five different modes of, of uh, content from the long form video to podcast to short reels that you can then put out on social, get influencers to use, that kind of thing. Um, and then the final thing to talk about is CRM. So, how do you, you know co- uh, customer relationship management? Um, so many platforms out there, so many of them are very, very expensive. You look at the platform like HubSpot or Salesforce, my goodness, the Thousands you're going to spend on that platform. And again, this is, you know, I'm gearing this for your uh, micro brand or a small to medium sized business. You don't have endless thousands to invest in CRM necessarily. Those platforms are expansive, they're very complex, um, and they they are where they are for a reason. Like they do a decent job, Uh, not always perfect. We do some work in, in both of those platforms, but it's going to be too expensive for most of us as solopreneurs or small team subscription-first businesses. And so what what do we do there? Well, I mean, you can ultimately use different platforms. For example, there's an element of CRM in for, uh, Intercom, right? So Intercom is customer support. It's AI-driven. Um, I remember first installing Intercom on our watch club about four years ago. And I didn't know how the hell it was doing it. But it started to qualify leads, put them into different buckets for me, communicate with them, had the customer support area. We could mark them as as you know, urgent, this, that, and the other, which is great for customer support. Um, and that also leads into the whole CRM factor. So I'm kind of bulking that into one topic. Um, but you should also be thinking about customer support, how you really you know, looking after your customers, engaging with them. And Intercom's a great, great system for that. But not only that, it's great for just managing your conversations, your outgoing. Um, I should actually mention Intercom in email as well, because you can actually send emails, do uh, pop up banners, do product tours, um, do AI um, bot articles, you know, all that kind of stuff. All in one platform. You'll generally start out spending around a hundred bucks for Intercom, upwards, and you could spend. We've in our Watch Club at one point we were spending close to seven hundred a month, but it was more than worth it because it was like qualifying leads, it was converting them, it was showing them uh, system-generated uh, content that we had put in place, like you know articles, but also the AI stuff, uh, directing them in the right place at the right time, and really doing a lot of our conversion work for us. So. That's really important. If you do have a lot of budget, then Salesforce the platforms like that are, are very, very adept. Um, and you can also use other platforms that kind of link in, similar to Intercom, like Zendesk, that have some of those same um, abilities, right? Uh, so. That's kind of where where I'm ending up today. Uh, I don't want to take up any more of your time guys, but just to hit like a load of bullet points in terms of payment processing, websites, funnels, social, email, using AI, CRM. You're gonna wanna have all those things in place in your business uh, to really make it an automated powerhouse that generates business and customers and revenue for you while you're sleeping, while you're having a coffee, while you're working on other businesses. Um, and so it's, it's important that you kind of maximize that and map out what you can use each of these for, uh, for different use cases within your individual business. If there's anything I'm missing, let me know. I'm here to help. If there's like a use case where you're like, actually, I've been thinking about this type of platform for my business. Is this a good mode to operate in? What about like something like video ask? Is that worthwhile versus intercom? Let's have a discussion and you know pop it in below this video and I'll get right back to you and, um. we'll we'll get the discussion going okay guys take it easy take care and i will speak to you soon